And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. She's naked in a cage, bleeding from the ears. Like, tell me more. Yes, there is a naked woman bleeding in a cage. But I thought she was deaf anyway. So bleeding ears wouldn't hurt, Steve, no, if you're deaf. <laughs> no, it's just, she's like, she can't be deaf twice, is what I mean. Oh, God. No, no I, I get that, right? But maybe it's because I've watched... Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle? Season 10, Episode 16, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me have a man who said, look, on the positive side, if you date me, you'll be the good looking one. Is Mike to McDonough. McDonough. <laughs> also beside me, I have a lady who got to remove all her husband's clothes last night from the washing machine. <laughs> it's Jonah. I love Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things. You can say. <laughs> oh man, I laughed a bit. That one. See, uh, Jonah, you should have picked the bottle, then you could have. <laughs> Live from Vegas. Virtual high fives coming from all over the place. <laughs> Live from Vegas with a man who asks, uh, "Tattoos on boobs? Why? We're looking at them already." It's Sean Leonard. <laughs> and in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who says any drug is a gateway drug, if you're in a gateway. It's Mark, superhero Leonard. This week, we'll be discussing some movies, in, or a movie in the shape of Hardcore Henry, and some TV in the form of The Detour and Hunters. Of course, we'll have some of the usuals with the news, and some previews, and coming to a bicycle near you. So how are we doing? Fantastic. So does anyone watch Tattoo Fixers? This is weird that I start yes. the podcast with a TV story. You if watch that if, show. If, if it's crap TV, I watch it. Uh, I've, I've seen an episode, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking addictive viewing, like, because first of all, you want to see what ridiculous bullshit they got tattooed on themselves in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then you want to see what they turn it into. But you notice the way it's always like about an inch across. Mm-hmm. And then when they fix it, it's like a foot long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've had nights like that. Yeah. <laughs> So is that where they, they kind of fix it and they go, oh, shit, no, maybe we'll put on another, oh, no, I'll leave another little. All right, let's, let's just move it down no, here. No, to be fair to them, they're really good artists, aren't they? Do you watch it much, Shona? No, not really, but I've seen it before. So is it like tattoos that are like, you know, you know, I love fucking ex-girlfriend's name? Yeah, like it mm-hmm. might and say then, Dave, and then they get a very intricate tattoo where the letters of Dave just become... An um, elephant, and then a bigger yeah, elephant, an eagle, and then a bigger <laughs> elephant. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Or a head. More, and more often than not, then it's like one guy had a leprechaun with a very evident, like, naked, long penis down to, like, his knees. Yeah. And that became a floral pattern of some kind. <laughs> I was going to say a jockey. <laughs> this is the small jockey as the big whip. That's right. <laughs> Actually, um, speaking of reality TV, mm. I was watching uh, Forged in Fire this week, which mm. is, uh, do you ever watch MasterChef? Marines thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a bit like MasterChef, only it's for blacksmiths. Why don't you hook me up with this? <laughs> they, they have to make a, a sword of the week. You're kidding me. No way. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sorry to say it's really, really awful. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? How can they go wrong with that formula? It should be great. Yeah. You know, like manly stuff. The montages of manly stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, come on. I was watching The Reassembler last <laughs> week. Come on. This is The Doer. That, that's why I watched it. In fact, I've watched two of them. And like in the first episode, they had to make a katana as the ultimate challenge. No way. Challenge. And in the second week, it was a crusader sword. No way. Um, but I think the fundamental problem is a lot of the people that get on it are a bit crap. <laughs> All right. All right. The end of They're breaking. blacksmiths, uh, not actors. It's a, it's a poker, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um. <laughs> there was one guy. Crap he, at blacksmithing or crap at being people? Uh, Maybe blacksmithing, both. yeah. There was one guy. He was uh, 
obsessed with Conan the Barbarian. Right. <laughs> right. You know, you know the way in all these formula things, they, they have the contestants, they have the little outtakes where they talk to the camera yeah, yeah. about, you know, how they're doing this. For oh, God, that formula. The confessions. Yeah, affect that. But they, this guy said in his confessional, <laughs> crush your enemies, see them driven before you, hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> oh, my God. Love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which Indeed. was fantastic. I was totally on his side. <laughs> Until in the first round, he had to make a Bowie knife. Uh, That's not a knife. <laughs> That's yeah. not a knife. Which he did. Um, unfortunately, as he was hammering it into shape, the top fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Go, Sean. I never have to watch this show because I have Mike to tell me about watching this show. <laughs> Do you know I went to That's a blacksmith why our listeners shop listen. for the first time a few weeks you ago? You went to what shop? A blacksmith shop. Really? Yeah, and the blacksmith in there was fucking weird. Oh, yeah? I was there with two children and mm-hmm. a few adults, and he took <laughs> one blade that he was working on oh. and showed me on my husband oh. how to gut somebody twice. Nice, nice. He twice oh. took a blade oh. and, like, rammed it at my husband. Yeah, yeah it... He was so weird. Uh-huh. Was he winking at you? Carl, Carl was there like, this is just like Saturday nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he have animal the, heads hung up around the place? Huh? Did he have animal heads hung up around the... the he, there was a lot smithy. of skulls. Nice. Yep. Yeah. In a third blacksmithing story, <laughs> impossibly, uh, a maid of mine is actually going to become a blacksmith, um, but he's done it as a hobby for a long time. Uh-huh. Like, literally, he's dropping out of school, and he's like, no, I'm going to do one year of like this apprenticeship training i'm gonna be a blacksmith so around the back this is the first time i was over at his house around the back is this big tarp thrown over what i presumed was a barbecue and i was like oh you're gonna get a lot of use out of that like coming up it's summertime you know and he's like yeah no that's actually a forge yeah and i was like excuse me yeah it's so it's a tree stump and i have an anvil stretched over it um, and cool. I have like all the other like bits and pieces that i need and i just put a tarp over it from uh, an old barbecue and so the homeowners association is just like barbecue. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then I just play music really loud in my in my garage whenever I do anything with it. Clang, clang. And I was like, clang. "That's really cool. What have you made?" And he was like, "Ah, oh, nothing really. Um, here, this is how I hold my keys on my belt." And I was like, "Geez, that's. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, are you going to make a sword?" And he was like, "Well, no. People don't use." Um, yeah. And I was like, I thought you were cool for a while. And now I think you make keychains. Coolness yeah. over. I've you done, you done will some, you uh... will stop mocking him, I guarantee, next time you need your horse shot. Yeah. I've done some blacksmithing yeah. in my <laughs> past, I have to say. You've done, is I've this done a blacksmithing. blacksmithing story Fort blacksmithing yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Four horsemen. I've done some in the past, yeah. A bit of training in it. And, bit of, yeah. bit of training. We had, the, uh, had, a, a, had a forge and a blowtorch and a, mm-hmm. an anvil and big hammers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You've been working on uh, you've working been working on, on that big sword. I've been working on that. You've been uh, doing some filigree <laughs> up and down the hilton pommel. Yeah, totally. You've been uh, finding an interesting way to allow the blood to run off it easily. You've been uh, finding a way to balance the weight so that you can murder your enemies uh, at a moment's notice. Oh, I look forward to swinging it. Uh, we're gonna have to make a Steve montage. Yeah, yeah, you you will, Mike. Yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> Speaking of homeowners, wait, wait, can the montage uh, be to the I, I don't. Sorry, go no, go <laughs> don't have a blacksmith story, but I do have a homeowner story. So I'm currently renting and uh, I'm having a quick look around to make sure there's nobody listening, but I think I'm on my own here so I can say this. I don't get it on the um, camera story. I, I, um, I have a clause in my uh, rental agreement that there are no dogs allowed. Mm-hmm. And as yeah, that's pretty much everyone's aware, I, I do possess such, such a, a wondrous beast. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I kind of figured on being a good tenant, the house is a hell of a lot fucking cleaner than when I moved in. Mm -hmm. It's in good shape. I pay my rent early Mm -hmm. just by chance. I happen to get paid a few days before the rent is due. So I always pay it a few days before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm in here like four or five months now. So I said, right, I need him to show me where the immersion is because I've been looking all over the house for a switch. I can see the one at the tank, but there has to be another one because it can't turn on. But anyway, the immersion is the electric uh, element that heats the water. Um, Very important to Irish society. Yeah. Yes. And particularly in this country, because everyone in in, in Ireland lives in fear of leaving the immersion on because the amount of electricity it uses. Um, But I had the opposite problem. I needed to be able to turn it on because it's too warm now to turn on the oil. And I still need hot water for like Bath and Avery and stuff, right? So I said to him, can you come down and show me where it is? And he said, well, I'm, I'm free to go down there now if you want. I thought to myself, well, the dog, Neo, is there. He's going to see the dog. I said, well, maybe we have an understanding now. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he goes down there and he uh, finds the immersion switch, sees Neo and says nothing, then I know we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes down there and I hear nothing. But I completely forgot about it as well. <laughs> so I went back to work and uh, about f- three days later, I got a text message saying your house inspection is happening on Monday mm-hmm. at 3.01 p.m. Please respond if there's any issues. Like, So I rang him and I said, house inspection? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And he goes, um, Mark, I, I went down to um, try and find that immersion for you. And when I opened the door, there was a dog there. And I went, What? and then I went come on Mark you can't fucking pretend you don't know about this dog like so I so I went oh you were down there on Tuesday I was looking after a friend's dog on Tuesday that's so weird I forgot to I forgot all about it um so he said well I just closed the door out again I didn't go in because there was a dog in there and it's like Mark it says in your country you're not supposed to have a dog I said I don't have a dog dude you crazy and um he set up the inspection anyway for for yesterday mm-hmm. and obviously i oh man the amount you have to hoover when there can be no trace of a dog <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> so i did all that and uh he came down and see now i don't know if he knows i have a dog but we just play this pretend game where like i pretend i don't have one he pretended doesn't know i have one but we both know there is one does he yeah. own the so house I'm gonna, or is he like a landlord He's a landlord, yeah. He's like he's you know he's like a letting agent, right? So he's not okay. like ha- doesn't have a vested interest in there not being a dog there. It's mm. just like that's part of his job is to make sure you don't have a dog. No, he's an agent. I yeah. guess, yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this exercise in a few months. Mm. Yeah. Because you know if things break, so you need them to come in and say, "Oh, my something's broken." Come in and look at it. Yeah. Non-sexually. Good name for your <laughs> memoir. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Sean. Right. So that that's that's mm. my story for this week. I hope it how does Neo feel about all this that you pretend you disowned him mm. well he's quite happy because he got to go to a, a new place for a few hours oh, while uh, seriously he's a dog he doesn't go shit <laughs> <laughs> three times right enough stories <laughs> enough jibber no actually I do want to hear a story Mike mm-hmm. what's the story with the innkeepers the innkeepers yeah yeah oh it's a uh, what was that about? Couldn't sleep. Stayed up watching shitty horror channel TV. Uh-huh. So I watched a B-movie called The Innkeepers, which oh. is about a couple of uh, innkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the last weekend before the hotel shuts. Mm. And they're 
also very interested in being part-time ghost hunters and they're and part-time dudes who work in a forge yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're convinced this place is haunted and they decide to use the last weekend to try and prove it and all oh. kinds of strange guests come in hmm. yes who may or may not be human oh one of whom is lena dunham oh no way yeah what? really yeah <laughs> she's she scary she's, she's all yeah, scary yeah. <laughs> I, tell you, I wouldn't let her in my hotel like you know <laughs> you wouldn't know what you'd have to clean up <laughs> but uh anyway yeah run of the mill bangy door haunty so on the scale of two it's probably one yeah good it's a good solid one yeah oh, okay okay yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um who's watching 12 monkeys that's me mm. it's back that's not fair sean 12 monkeys is back that's not fair. You started watching it without me. Oh, sorry, Mike. I know that we usually like to coordinate <laughs> everything Snug- about our lives. Snuggle but up on the couch together <laughs> watching us. Yeah. Spooning. Yeah. <laughs> you have your special so, so the same way that when we reviewed 12 Monkeys, I didn't watch it for months and then went through the entire thing in two days, right? I knew 12 Monkeys had come out and I was like, okay, I mean, will I go and what, will I get on the, and then will I, you know, Amazon the, and then, and I was like, all right, I suppose I will. I suppose I will. And then I was like, holy shit. Holy shit, this fucking show. I love the show so fucking much. <laughs> they managed to, in one episode, hold on to all the things that make the show good, extend and reinvent character relationships that are incredibly interesting to me. Never mind important to the show, but just interesting to me. And then they bring in my favorite baddie, and it looks like he's going to be in the show in every episode. And I'm like, wait, what? How you... What? And then they use time travel to make character relationships really tense. It's great. Anyway, I cannot wait. It sounds like everything that's right with the world, Sean. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like that virus is still a problem. And we just need to kill some people until the virus stops being a problem. (laughs) That's how I handle the flu every winter. (laughs) There you go. Feed a fever, starve a cold, kill a virus. (laughs) They should pay me to write for the sci-fi channel. (laughs) Or CSI Cyber. (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, Colony. You're watching that colony. Come on now, Steve. (laughs) Your insistence on mispronouncing words, Stephen Wrigley. So it says colony. It's a gift. It says colony. So colony uh, is a show. Colony is a show uh, about uh, the aliens have come and they won immediately, and now we're basically all under their control. So it's a foreign occupying force, and it's the conflict between the guerrilla warfare freedom fighters slash terrorists, as some characters in the show would call them, and the people in the authority. And you have at the center of it a family. The father has joined the authority in the hopes that he'll be able to get outside the wall that's encircling L.A., get to Santa Monica, and find their missing son. The mother, his wife, has joined the terrorists and is spying on him, passing information to them. So... I love the setup for the show. I saw the pilot at Comic-Con, and then I only really watched a couple episodes. But I had a lot of time recently, and I just blew through it. This show knows how to pace itself, how to plot, and how to be incredibly violent without having an R rating. Mm-hmm. It is intense. Like, it, it has scenes in it that are like, okay, in this episode, the really important person that they need help from, everyone in the city is trying to kill him. Let's see what happens. It's just great. Like every episode, I'm more invested in the show after the first four minutes than I have been in like the previous episodes. And I'm like, I want to see who gets shot. This is class. Wow. Mm. Also, it's an American show. 
about that. Mm. It's an American show about a foreign occupying force that's technologically advanced, has way better planning, and is able to watch you from the sky. Right. Okay. Like they are in other places in the world. I'm pretty sure this got a thriller from me when we reviewed it. Right. And how many episodes have you seen, Michael? Just the one. I haven't had time to follow up, but I'm sure I'm now. <laughs> this is one there... I decided to give a filler, I think. I, think it I remember, is, yeah. Yeah. I, um, This is your man from Lost. What's his face? Yeah. It's Blondie. Josh Holloway. Josh yeah. Holloway, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. acting his heart out. I wasn't a big fan of this. I wasn't a big fan of this. There was just too many uh, Star Trek moments where they all stop and look at each other and look back yeah. at each other meaningfully. <laughs> you know that kind of way? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially at the start, actually. But uh, no, I watched the first two episodes. And uh, I don't know, it, ju- it just seemed a bit more the same. Uh, like we've seen many of this team recently. But you have a good track record of being wrong about sci-fi shows. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll right. say is it's, right. yeah, yeah. it's a 10-episode season. I'm fussing. And they, they do a great job of just increasing the tension throughout. Once it hits okay. the episode okay. where they have to barricade themselves and not die, hmm. it's great. Okay. Okay. Um, Legends of Tomorrow, I see you got to that as well. That show, I really like it, but it's very obviously silly mm. in a way that with other shows... Really? With less, with le- <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in other shows with less likable performances, yeah. I would just have stopped watching. Mm-hmm. They're the worst time travelers ever. And the reason I bring it up is because at the start of the most recent episode, somebody goes, right, now we're in the Wild West. Don't go out there and do anything that could affect the timeline. And they're like, oh, we promise we won't. And the dude who tells them this literally goes, ah, fuck. Like, you're definitely going to go out there and get in trouble. Like, I know you are. And then they go do it anyway. And it's like, at least the show knows that they're being incredibly silly and terrible at their one goal. Um, but I'm still watching it. I just like the people so much. Can we edit in what Sean said about Winona Earp last week? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if those performances were likable, maybe I'd keep watching that show, but they weren't. Um, They were vile and boring. What's People, Places, Things? People, Places, Things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People, Places, Things is a Netflix movie starring Jermaine Clement. Uh, It's about a separated mum and dad. And it's about them both trying to move forward with their lives, but also take care of their kids in the process, oh. which sounds generic, but it's not. Is he a kid he's, or the dad? He's a dad. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a cartoonist in the film. And they talk about comic books and graphic novels in a way that like, enhances their storytelling uh, of the main plot and the character development. Mm-hmm. So basically, he, one of his students, he's a teacher as well, comes up to him um, and she just goes, you need to meet my mom. Because he keeps like giving him these lessons of comics that he's drawn. And it's all about this really depressed guy. And he's, she's just like, you need to meet my mom. She's really great. She's single. Just don't mess with her. Like, it'll be great. And then he's like, um, oh, oh, I haven't been on a date in a while. I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> and just the intricacies of the conversations um, and the subtlety of most of the characters, um, I really enjoy so anyone with any yeah. interest in comics or in uh, romantic comedies that are just a little bit quirky, yeah. um, I would definitely recommend it. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, sorry, did you say it's a... Uh, oh, yeah, Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Housebound? Jeez, you got Housebound. Housebound. This is for you, Mike. Sean, did you have the flu this week that you were bed-bound for like a couple days? <laughs> um, I defended my thesis at college, so I ain't got shit that. to do. Nice. Ah. <laughs> um, so I watched uh, on Netflix... Uh, at the recommendation of a, a very close friend, um, a New, Ze- New Zealand horror film 
called Hairspand. Mike, you need to watch this. Already? It has one of the most sour-faced, fucky, teen, not teenager, early 20s, just shitty, shitty people. So it's this, it starts with a crime, and, the, and it's like, oh, shit, the coppers. And <laughs> this person gets housebound. They get one of those things on their feet that won't let them leave. Yeah. And she's just the fucking worst. She's so <laughs> shitty. And then things start to happen of a horror nature. So it's a black comedy mm-hmm. horror movie that's genuinely surprising a lot of the time. Like, a lot of the time. This movie was ahead of me by at least two steps throughout. Cool. And does, it's really fucking weird, and I love it. Does it have subtitles? Fuck no, it's Netherlands. Yeah, I've always found Netherlands. Slow Learners. Sorry, Mike just had a stroke. Slow Learners, <laughs> also on the flicks. Uh, Slow Learners is a romantic comedy basically about two nerds who go, who do like, they try and become cool. Right. Now, these are like grown-ups. These are not teenagers, which is the only real difference I could get in a, in a generic summary about how this film is different. The only reason I'm recommending it is, again, because of incredibly likable performances. And it's of a generation of film and TV where two people genuinely cared about something, so they wrote something that they could star in. And that is apparent throughout. Um, and they, they seem to have improv uh, a lot of the particular lines of dialogue. And it's really funny. I, I generally am just saying, if you want to watch a funny movie, I think Slow Learners, while a bit generic for the first 35 minutes, um, is still funny throughout. And I would definitely recommend it. Especially as a date movie. That one gets my, my, that one gets my heart recommendation. I have a heart on for it. <laughs> a hearty recommendation? There you go. There you go. I hate puns, but I like that one. Um, okay. Hard to beat that. Well, oh, get out. Um, okay, let's start with um, the detour. Who wants to tell us about it? Sean? I think you should tell us about that. Actually, the detour yeah. um, is a essentially a family road trip comedy, but it's incredibly vulgar, and the father is hiding something that's definitely going to get them in trouble. Mm-hmm. What do we think, Mike? Ah, oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Off on a positive note. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I really struggled with this. Mm. Um, it's it's just trite. Is that a good word? It's a good word. Is it in yeah. context? <laughs> <laughs> it just it just seemed so heavily planned. You know, every everything that happened was I didn't believe it was real. It was just kind of like uh, I was imagining some hard pressed writer saying, Oh, there's a good idea, let's write this down. But it was a caper. That kind of thing happens. Yeah, I fucking hate capers. <laughs> what do you think? Um I was surprised because I laughed. Oh. In this show. <laughs> when this show started I was like, Oh, it's a fucking American like comedy about a family on a road trip. It's uh Or have we seen that before? It just sounds like my worst nightmare of mm-hmm. television and viewing. Um but then it turned out to be funny because I think most like family holiday comedies, especially the subgenre of uh, road trip holiday family trip, are the worst. And the comedy tends to be like the sense of humor is, tends to be about 20 years at a date, you know, where they're making. Oh, come on. Vacation was brilliant. <laughs> 20 years ago. But, no, it was brilliant. It was brilliant this year. Last year. But, um, 
But in the episode, <clears throat> we see things like, you know, the girl goes, they go to what they think is an ice cream parlor and it turns out to be a strip club. And uh, the girl gets her period and like the, the dancers in there, you know, look after her. And there's no kind of like, ooh, gross, she got her period joke like mm-hmm. you might expect. It was kind of just like kind of sweet to see these women looking after her while she gets her first period. In the creamy banana. In the creamy banana. <laughs> and then uh, like even later on, like the girl's kind of making you know, chastising her parents for um, not shaming uh, sex workers. And I was just like, wow, that's, you know, it's funny yeah, yeah. But for a, a little, you know, a, a early teenage girl to be saying that and, you know, taking the piss out of her brother and how dumb he is. And mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of a lesser version of Catastrophe meets... Oh, Is geez, it the road really? trip? Like, not as funny now. Like mm. I said, it's a lesser version. Mm, okay. But like you know, the kind of we're shitty parents modern take on family life. Oh, okay, okay. Meets, uh, is it the road trip that um, you know Zach Galifianakis and um, you know that due date, due date with Robert Downey Jr. No, no, no. What they did three movies and it's about like a road hangover, trip. hangover, hangover. Yeah, it's like catastrophe meets the hangover, but I guess not as good as catastrophe and not as bad as the hangover. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised that I laughed in parts. Hmm. It wasn't terrible. Did you not like any of the hangovers? They, oh, I've, I've seen two of the three, and that was two enough. Is that one and two? Yes. You didn't like the first hangover? I mean, it was what it was. I hated the first it's hangover. It's full of like, a lot of racist jokes and just like... That's oh, a lot of movie, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it was fine. It, it was it the racist. So sexist, really Steve. Got to me, Can't believe you just said that. Knows. Yeah, totally yeah. sexist, but I'm right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, this yeah, it was a bit of the same when I saw this. I was just like, ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, um, but Natalie Z was on it. Who? The the wife, Manny. Mm. Mm, very easy in the eye, she and is. she was a very funny character. Yeah, yeah, I liked her a lot. But it wasn't enough for her to save the the whole thing you, for me. No, like it. Uh, the, it was just constant bickering and arguing. I don't yeah. find it funny. It was annoying. It got it grated on me. Halfway through, I was just like, ah, oh, Jesus. It's a bit cliche, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then family. it didn't stop and I kept going and I was just like, oh, I see what's going to happen. Actually, they showed us what was going to happen mm-hmm. and then they went back and then they showed us again. Yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, enough. It was funny. It was funny in places, but just the, not for me. the guy, when they... When the wife first wakes up and she finds out that they're not on the plane and instead they're yeah, going yeah. through this road trip that she does not consent mm-hmm. to... And there's like hunters that are at the pit stop that they've stopped at. And mm-hmm. Like he's completely unintelligible, and he's like, "Yeah, he was funny actually." I don't know. It sounds dumb, but that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they needed more of that. Yeah, they did. They should have made a show about the hunters. Yeah. Mark, you say I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Um, I guess it's just sometimes you think things are funny that other people don't, I suppose. Yeah. Like that that opening scene, like, okay, so look at you have to suspend just your brain a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. because no dad is going to put his son jump start in a car and it's his first experience inside a car. Like no, nobody is going to do that. Yeah. Um but it was just so funny that that kicked off. So that started and I was roaring laughing immediately. And then as it kind of progressed, I thought, like, they're actually telling a story here. Um, and, uh, like, <laughs> the creamy banana, that could have easily happened. You know, the kid was picking where they were going. Fair enough, they should have noticed the phallic nature of the banana and the, <laughs> the cherry pies. I don't actually remember what they were. but Ice cream um, I thought I just thought that uh, the... <laughs> The story they were telling was was funny. It was funny as hell, just the way that stuff kept happening. The only thing I didn't really like about it was the period girl. 
um, she like I don't know was she playing up that she sorry she was the best part of the episode or I should go easy on her because it's her period no but the character (laughs) and also you know maybe no she was she was poor because she would she was schizophrenic essentially um, so she would be there like chatting away being like zero emotion and then she'd be screaming seconds later and it just it just it was a bit silly like that, that's um, what females because, do though don't and they? not because she was screaming damn it I missed it I'll have to wait till I listen to that one back um, not because she was screaming it was just the way she did it it wasn't convincing so I just thought she was the weakest of, of the of the family I thought she um, was very Loved smart. all the bit part act- actors in it. The hunters that Mike mentioned, they were really good. That whole scene worked so well. Um, the truck drivers, all those people and how they contributed was great. And I actually liked that they put the context at the end of what, what they're trying to get away from. I, I thought that gave it more weight. So I'm interested. I'm going to watch more of it. Do you know what was hard to believe? Was that any family car in America would have a clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I noted that too. Yeah. Blue cars do a lot, though. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Sean. Um, I loved all the performances and the dialogue. And for a comedy, that's all I I'm expecting, right? I, if I like the characters and the dialogue is witty and and quick, I'm probably going to watch that show. And as Mark was saying, the addition of an actual storyline with stakes and things to care about, where this dad is actually doing a really shitty thing, perhaps for good reason. Maybe for terrible reason, definitely out of desperation, which is turning this trip in his head, I think, into I have to fill in case things go wrong. This has to be the perfect vacation. Like I have to get as many moments as I possibly can out of this. Right. There's a look in Jason Jones's eyes. Uh, now, Jason Jones and Samantha B, both former Daily Show correspondents, created this show. And Jason Jones is writing it as well. Um, the look in his eyes when he finds out that his daughter got her period is, to me, really genuine. Like, he, he, get, he actually wells up. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Thinking about it later, after, like, the end of that episode, I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's not going to get to see a bunch of shit if this goes wrong. And it's probably going to go wrong. And, uh, I'm, and it makes me go, when, is, when are they going to find out? When, is he going to do the right thing? Is he doing the right thing? Is he doing a terrible thing? I like those little complexities. And I thought it was genuinely funny. The kid is so dumb, and I love how dumb that kid is. I think he thinks that eggs are in the lady's brain. I, it's so good. Um, and he has his buddy like Todd or Tommy down the street yeah, yeah. who's telling him all these things. I think that's just a great running joke. Um, I thought uh, the girl's performance was really good. The only time I, I remember her shouting was at the brother, which I thought, given my circumstance in life with a younger sister, made perfect sense. Um, yeah, and I just think it's a it's a really positive show that the intricacies of the jokes are either original or they push it to the extreme with the truckers like showing up to try and kidnap the kidnapped kids. It's anyway. <laughs> you don't get that in 20 whatever minutes usually, and I appreciate that they're they're going to that level of plot intricacy. Hmm. Mm. So, thriller? Oh, it's a thriller for me. Hmm. Mark, how's the fair with you? I'm going to try and watch a lot more of this, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, it's short. It's snappy. I found it very funny. Characters I'm engaged in the storyline. I want to see how it turns out. So it's got everything I need. Okay, cool. Uh, Fiddle for me. 
I think I might come down on the side of thriller and that like I'd like to see another few episodes and just kind of see what the cadence of the comedy is like. But um, I think there's enough there that I'd give it another shot. Hmm. And would you, Steve? This is better. <laughs> I picked this for you, Mike. This was for Sorry, you. Man. You love vacation. Don't, <laughs> oh. don't ever be nice to you again. <laughs> I'll check out your noise all in the movie and then we'll come back and talk. Yes, band. <laughs> Next uh, TV show we looked at was uh, Hunters. Mark, do you want to tell us a bit about Hunters? God, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, mm. Undercover aliens kidnap people and a group of the federal government have to stop them. It's kind of like criminal minds, only they're not serial killers, they're aliens. <laughs> With help from an ex-agent whose wife has been kidnapped I was just like, ah, oh, Jesus, really? Did we need that? <laughs> yeah, well, you I know, think he's going to be their best operative. He's, in, he's invested. He's of course motivated. he is. It's so hard to get a motivated workforce oh, nowadays. You know he'll be the best operative because his facial hair is just right. That's how you can tell. Why, why couldn't he be just like some guy who'd moved, you know, from another division or something who's really good? You know, that kind of way, you know, rather than having to have, you know... Would, would some uh, guy really from another division have had two tours in Afghanistan? <laughs> possibly. Yes. Possibly, yes. yes. A lot of Americans yes. do. A lot it. of people have been there, yeah. Four tours, even. Just get Eric Robert PTSD, there. though. Yeah. For this show to work, there has to be PTSD. And er- the hot wife who's been abducted. Ugh. Gotta have a hot wife. <laughs> That's Fairness. what I always yeah, say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You know, I went in this with a big folded arms, just going, this is going to be crap. But it was actually... <laughs> For for its for its genre and its type of thing, it was actually watchable. It was it was, uh, it was all right. It was all right. Dialogue was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved along swiftly, and yeah, I I probably won't watch anymore. But mm-hmm. it was fine. It was good. You're on my Dunzo list, Steve. Was, You're on my Dunzo list. We're very, Dunzo. It was very <laughs> it was very very good visual chewing gum. I have to say, yeah, because just sat there and it just worked away, and you just went, oh, yeah, Grant. You know, no effort involved. <laughs> There's some uh, cool um, uh, special effects and that kind of thing. There's a bit of money in this, all right. Um, but they do look like they're on the same set as, you know, uh, what do you call it? Not Time Cop. What's the one with the pyramids with uh, MacGyver? Stargate. That's the one, yeah. Everything else filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Speaking of where it was filmed, mm-hmm. once they get to the point where they introduce all the characters and their conflicts, like all these soldiers in the unit, yeah. I, I was going, do they all have different accents? Are they all from different places in the world? Is that what they're trying to say? And then I was like, do you know, they actually all sound Australian and they're trying to do American accents. <laughs> For anyone wondering, I looked it up. This is shot in Australia. No way. <laughs> this is an Australian show with a bunch of people pretending to be American badly. <laughs> no way. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. I think they went to the Australian school of anything but acting. <laughs> Just like Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have but to he's, got, again he's got all his neuroses to feed off, though. I think that's how he does his performances. He's just like, I'm going to get so mad. <laughs> Shona, Mike, you, you, you must have loved this. Yeah, I fucking adored this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you might have. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. This is a kind Dunzo of list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we got like people who can't act shooting aliens. All right. <laughs> yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did have one problem with it. 
Oh, was the it starts off with a three days earlier thing. Mm-hmm. All right. I fucking hate that structure. Because uh, mm-hmm. you, you you instantly know that you don't have to, anything to worry about that character in whatever <laughs> happened before because they're still there three days later. You know? <laughs> right. um, but a, apart from that, you know, like I love the guns, those sonic gun things. I, I want one of them. Yeah. Pew, pew. Yeah. Didn't Minority <laughs> Report do this like 11 years ago? It did, but it's 11 years since I've seen such a good gun. <laughs> Men in Black did it too. Yeah, that's uh, true, actually. Yeah. Well, I might have to direct you to Winona Earp's gun last week. <laughs> that was a true pretty good story. gun. True story. That was a pretty good gun. Yeah. It's, uh, it looks like people are finally taking guns seriously mm. in, in TV. Invisible bullets, rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and exploding heads. All right. like, uh, where, where would you go without an exploding head? Yeah, there was quite a few of those actually, wasn't there? Yeah, there yeah. Really was. Well, they don't have much of anything else, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. I um, the episode. I think they did. They played their cards right by kind of putting the money as early as they could in the episode to seeing like the grotesque alien fight stuff and, uh, you know, so that you know what you're getting into because they. The thing is that these aliens look like humans, but you see early on what the aliens look like when the human part is gone, or at least when mm. they've kind of been blown up enough to look not human. Or right, so I'm kind of fuzzy on the details because yeah. the show wasn't particularly clear on this aspect. Yeah. But anyways. So you don't end up for a season with them just out of shot. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You or in shadow. kind of right or, away. You're yeah, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And there's conflict right away. So you're kind of drawn in. And then mm. when you see this woman kind of being abducted by an alien, I was getting nervous a few times. Um I didn't know kind of where it was going exactly, but listen. Were you looking over your shoulder or something? Were you that nervous? <laughs> I, I, might, I might have paused the episode once or twice uh, on the television. Hiding just behind being the like couch. Hiding my yeah, eyes yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know which way it was going to go. I was a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit scared. Um, <laughs> and so the, the protagonist, like the agent guy whose wife is taken, like he's handsome mm. enough to, to steer to, a show. To have a wife like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's the kind of guy you're like, I would watch this show for his like inner angst and turmoil. Mm. I'm slash. so disappointed in you, Shona. <laughs> slash oh. act, acting while running. You know what you need? All you need is him breaking out the side. Yeah. <laughs> just what? The side and cutting the grass yeah. in front. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like them, Shona. Oh, yeah. oh, it's so hot. I'd better take my shirt off. <laughs> Sean, I think we always knew that you were a better feminist than me. So just <laughs> let's just drop the guy. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the... We learn a lot of backstory in the episode. We learn about the person who lives with this man and his wife. She seems to have a backstory. He has a backstory. Mm. She, I guess, has a backstory because I think she does classical music, but mm-hmm. she also has a hearing aid. I'm sure there's a story there. I don't know. Um, She's weak. She's weak, so she needs to be rescued. <laughs> yeah, there is a kind of damsel in distress element there. Um, but then we also have the strong woman, you know, who you see kicking the ass of somebody and then having sex with him in a shower, and I don't really mm. know where that came from. Um. I I don't want to interrupt your review, but I would call her definitely the worst soldier I've ever seen in television. I can elaborate on that later or now. Up to you. No, go, Sean. Better you than me. It's it's like she was, you know, she auditioned for Alien and didn't get it. And you, she's been doing you know it ever what I mean? since. And she's been doing it ever since. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just look at the, not that there was any immersion for me at any point because of the terrible acting, right? But if I believed in anything that happened in this show, um, the, there's this conflict where this female soldier 
makes a mistake or, or whatever it is and there's conflict oh like it, did she make a mistake does she feel guilt about it mm. except the way I felt was you're a fucking idiot what are you doing yeah because she goes against protocol she yeah. turns off her radio she at one point it looks like she she can still have radio contact but just doesn't this is before she's worried that anyone is following her or anyone is sneaking around mm-hmm. she literally just does the stupidest shit and it gets people killed, and I don't want her to be in the show because she's going to get other people killed, and she's going to not be interesting while she does it. Yeah. Like, honest to God, I was like, no, she should be kicked off the team immediately. Mm. There's no reason to keep her on. Oh, I hate her so much. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, oh. you've just exactly pointed out your own problem. You were looking at this in terms of story. <laughs> Whereas I look at this as a sort of a training exercise. <laughs> so, like, the first thing I thought was these, uh, shall we call them a SWAT team? Right. Go into a house and they immediately split up. What's what SWAT team in the fucking world splits <laughs> up <laughs> when going into a, a, a hostile environment? I think that's just called weak writing. <laughs> no, these are these are important lessons for when the time comes. <laughs> but you know what she does as well? She sees an alien thing, so she touches it with her bare hand. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, you fucking idiot? Yeah. Yet another like, lesson. Yeah. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> so right, I didn't so have any she, reason to root she, for any of the characters. She's not going to be winning any like Blue Cross awards or whatever you get when you're good at what you, you do. What she does, but. Listen, listen. Okay. Blue, blue cross. So the sh- I don't know what it's called. <laughs> when you are in service and you get like an award, like a certificate, you, employee no. of the month award. A certificate of participation. <laughs> you get your picture on the wall. <laughs> She's not going to be employee of the month. That's fine. And a one for all voucher for 50 euros. <laughs> Didn't the Blue Cross used to be a health insurer in Canada? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought you meant Green Beret. Red Cross. I don't know what color it is. Mark, Listen, get we're, in we're here. We're getting way down quick. in the details here. Mark, what's your review? Um, I think you've well covered, guys, for all that was in it. I, I was very wary of it at the start. I thought this is going to be complete rubbish. It got stronger as the show went on, I thought. Um, it's not one that I'm going to watch any more of. It didn't do enough different stuff to keep me invested. And I, I, I wasn't. The character hooks weren't there. Um, I'm not really worried about his wife who was in dire jeopardy and they, they should have done a better job with that I think yeah, yeah um, she was naked in a cage so, bleeding from the ears like tell me more yes there is a naked woman bleeding in a cage kind of like the rabbits that are in cages later oh I see what they're doing but I thought she was Wait, deaf what anyway are they doing? What's well they're happening? trying to so bleeding ears wouldn't hurt Steve no if you're deaf. <laughs> no it's just she's like, she can't be deaf twice is what I mean oh God. no, no I, I get that right but maybe it's because I've watched maybe it's because I've watched so much Criminal Minds that seeing people captured in an episode doesn't really phase me also I don't so far they haven't done enough establishment on her I thought yeah either way for whatever reason maybe it's just my my heartlessness yeah. at play here but the character hooks aren't in me yeah he's I'm, no jack I'm not invested enough to what happens to them that i'm going to watch it again so. yeah yeah i have a question why would a highly stressful top secret unit like this alien fighting unit for 
after no interview or discussion, decide to give somebody who is on like medical leave for PTSD <laughs> and not currently active. Just like there's no discussion. It's just like, by the way, now you're part of our top secret force. Nobody knows about us. This job is convenience. Really hard. Convenience is why. I want it to be like you need to put some more effort into your recruitment yeah. because this is a shitty yeah. decision. This guy's plainly a time exact- bomb. Like yeah. they, can't, they can't exactly put an ad in the paper. Like you know, <laughs> but like he can't look at a tree without having a flashback. Like, <laughs> not a great soldier. Everywhere I look, things remind me of. PTSD <laughs> 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 is really serious, but also that's hilarious. <laughs> Can I can I read just an excerpt from the AV Club review of this because it does a great job of summarizing some problems we haven't even got to. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um so um Hunters is a dour, I agree, it's joyless. Yeah. Hunters is a dour sci-fi procedural whose every story beat is joylessly copied from more interesting shows. Fringe, The X-Files, a pinch of 90s sleeper spin-off Alien Nation, and whose pretensions towards political allegory are too simplistic to be truly offensive. <laughs> Who, whose review is that that's, that's, uh, uh, from the AV club that's pretty on the button yeah by <laughs> Dennis Perkins at Dennis Perkins 5 I mean our review's better but his was sick <laughs> wait I haven't I haven't completed my review yet alright go Shauna <laughs> I like this show hey <laughs> <laughs> I think I might watch more of it despite my best efforts mm-hmm. wow yeah I don't know why I think it's I don't know why. Like I said, I think it's he has the right amount of facial hair and his oh, acting while running. Oh, was I see. Nice. Have you ever watched Torchwood, Shona? No. Torchwood is a very similar show, right? Right. And I think it has pretty people mm. and is much much better in every other way. I would right. give that a go. Just give it one episode. And if you prefer Hunters, watch Hunters. I'm just trying to be there for you in this moment. Give me okay. options. All right. options. All right. Hang on a sec. I Torchwood. That, was... but you, you can't overestimate the benefit of convenience, which is that I've seen Hunters and I haven't seen Torchwood. So, But don't I, underestimate I just... the benefit of goodness in a TV show. <laughs> now you're just getting bogged down. Oh, Tone is a bit brighter in Torchwood too. Oh. Torchwood also features Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer kissing a dude. Mm-hmm. Right. Am I remember right? <laughs> <Not a text. laughs> like, was, was Torchwood that like, cheap ass BBC knockoff of a sci-fi effort? It was a spin-off of Doctor Who. It yeah, had less money yeah, than Hunters, yeah. but was also far better. No, I was shite. It is actually better. Like they did a much better job with the audience proxy as well. Mm-hmm. And Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who. And it, it makes sense and you care about the people in it. And it's sexy. Ooh, I like sexy. Mm. Gay sexy, straight sexy, orgy sexy, maybe sexy. sexy it does sexy. all the sexies. Yeah, very well, mm. actually. They did not have piano sexy. <laughs> piano What's sexy? piano sexy? The deaf woman plays <laughs> piano because... Duh. Because I guess... Oh, I thought that was going to be an ebony and ivory thing. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> they do do that, though. They do. Is that a thing? Yeah, let's not. Oh, the <laughs> grinder's <on>. back. <laughs> <laughs> filler for this show. Yes, the grinder's back. Let's talk about it. <laughs> grinder's totally back. So mm-hmm. is it and filler from everyone except Jonah? Uh, no. Thriller over here. I might watch another episode. I'm Mike. It's thriller from you me. You don't know. Really? You can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. <laughs> You're drunk with You're, the lack of power. That's You're not my is. real. No, I'm just not your real dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> So okay, so uh, three fillers and two thrillers. I see. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, grinders back. Woo! Yeah, what's? The, do you know what the grinders missing? Timothy Oliphant. I didn't know he was gone. I miss him now. I miss him too. Mm. 
Yeah. This is actually the news every section. goddamn day. Yeah. By the way, yeah, news yeah. with yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. The um the storyline with the dad and the the civil suit it's, uh, it's you think not it's doing dragging. It for me. Do you think it's dragging? It's it's dragging. Yeah, it's dragging. Because it's bold for them to do a multi-part episode storyline. Because sitcoms don't do that. But the dramas that they're lampooning do. Yeah, but it, I, I don't think it's working though. Yeah. I think uh, it, it takes a lot of the shine off the really good stuff, which is the grinder exploring his personality. Yeah, I can That's see that. That's when it's at its funniest. But now we're, we're like the whole of this episode that came out this week was about focus to, groups. Focus groups and the dad though was about like, Mm. Um, but yeah bring back Timothy Elephant I say well next week they do have a guest star who um, it's it's Dean Sanderson's mom no is in way. town yeah who plays her I don't know but in my head I immediately went I Miss- hope she's exactly like him in every way Mrs. MacGyver yeah. plays <laughs> that'll be interesting um, I see that DC <laughs> has laid out a challenge Oh, yeah, you you might know about the veracity of this claim, but is there going to be a crossover between Supergirl and some of the other shows? Supergirl and the Flash have crossed yeah. over. I've seen they the have episode. done it. It's happened. I've, I've seen the episode. Is that the finale? Is it this week's Flash? Uh, oh, I don't think Supergirl is going to be in the Flash. I've just seen season one, episode eighteen, World's Finest, where the Flash is in Supergirl. I can't watch like. I watched seven episodes of Supergirl. I can't watch ten more to see the Flash. Like what? What I did was I just watched the pilot because I had to, and then I just dipped into this episode. And if it had been good enough, I would have gone back and watched all of Supergirl, right? And this was exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to get people to watch Supergirl, so I watched it. And all the stuff with the Flash is cool, and I like it, and it's fun. There's some also some good like flirty stuff where you're like, oh, what's going on here? And then everything Supergirl related is just boring. All the so villains there was, there were was boring. Good, there was good flanter, flirty banter. There was good. There was good flanter. Sometimes people not knowing they were flantering. Uh, and the James Olsen character does a pretty good sour look when he's no longer the handsomest guy in the room. So that was. <laughs> I, that, that's a lot like the Huntsman. But you know what they say? Flanter, flantering needs to, leads to philandering. Okay. What were you laughing about? <laughs> is, that a, is, that, is that a thing? Is that something? What were you laughing about? Sean said the Flash was in Supergirl. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, you high five. There's high times going on here. Talking. Yeah. It was over that. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick I think no, we I just set the like, high five bar a bit higher. <laughs> I think they both higher five bar. Each other, <laughs> For those of you listening at home, oh, they just high fived. Higher up in the air <laughs> than we they did the, the last time. And now Mike is in danger of swallowing his tongue with laughter. So, uh, Wallace and Pete is dead. Season one. Done. Horace and Pete. That's what I said. With a W. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's dead, unfortunately. Um, the Jungle Book good opens stuff. with oh, big hold on. numbers. Hold on. Yes. What? Hold what? on. What? Horace and Pete is dead. Have you guys seen? It's, it's bankrupting Louis C.K. What? Oh, really? Oh. So, Louis C.K. Well, okay. First of all, here's what Louis C.K. did. But he's going to Not win the- a shitload of awards now. Now, hang on. He might be bankrupt now. Well, sure. Oh, but, but Do you get money for the awards? But what happened is sometimes you do, yeah. Investment. What happened was he... What do you get? Money more, sometimes. More work. More work, usually. So, you get like 100 grand, which would... No, you, you know, can charge maybe 100 grand your more d- for winning an Emmy. <laughs> I could. thought they just gave you the trophy. <laughs> oh, is the trophy made from like gold? Moving on. <laughs> So he put all, a lot of his money and time 
into just making a show that he that he wanted to be original. And it was like, I hope people will accept like trying to work outside the studio system, charging like a few quid for an hour long episode. Yeah. And if we if 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 that had succeeded, who fucking knows what could have happened? Yeah. Like it could have just it's already happening to a degree with things like Con Man and other like crowdfunded yeah. shows. But he was trying to do it himself. So people just didn't watch it enough and probably streamed it illegally a lot. So yeah, uh, it's it's he's he's lost a lot of money from it. So I guess he just can't keep doing it. If he had instead bought gold that he could then forge into an award, that gold increases in value with time. <laughs> so Alibaba, you know Alibaba, the website that like Chinese was a Chinese uh, website auction site that you can just go on and order anything. There's loads of vendors, and you know it's sort of like if you want to get an obscure like Etsy.com. It's more like uh, the Silk Road. Is this your dark web shit again, boy? No, it's not dark. <laughs> the Silk Road was, but it's more like um, it's a brightly lit path. <laughs> it's one of, one of those websites. Let's say you wanted like fucking I don't know uh, uh, an Android watch, and you wanted to buy a Filipino bride, a thousand of them, right? So you'd go on Alibaba, and there'd be a vendor somewhere, and a lot of them are in China, and they'd give you a price on here's. You know, price for you know a sample for five for ten for a thousand blah blah blah. Like five dollar. Uh, oh whatever you want Jesus Christ! <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, now they are funding Paramount's uh, next. I th- I believe it's Ninja Turtles and Star Trek. Hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, how about that? That website is. Uh, yeah, Alibaba the company. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Because they're making maybe if Louis C.K. asked them for money, <laughs> they're making shitloads of money. You know who else is making shitloads of money? Is Amazon. And so now Amazon has decided. You know the way you'd have to pay for Amazon Prime for a year. They mm-hmm. said, Nah, let's go for Amazon Prime per month for ten ninety nine. So that's them. Hulu, Netflix, uh, Yahoo, which is up for sale at the moment. Mm-hmm. I believe that there's mm. a few contenders. Um, bidding has started. And uh, who's the other big one? There's another big one. Netflix. And Netflix, whose shares uh, have been cut. Well, the the predictions and price. Um, those who invest mm-hmm. and those who advise mm-hmm. on investment said, no, nah, they're not worth that much. Oh. Yeah. You see, here here's the thing about that, Steve. At the moment. They don't. <laughs> Netflix don't report their ratings as in they don't report how many views they have for things mm. so when a show is popular mm. everyone's like oh this show is really popular mm. not that there's any evidence or data yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just that people are talking about it a lot yeah. and, the, and pe- like chances are they are popular like people watch mm. Daredevil that definitely happened yeah. Yeah. but Netflix are the only ones who know how many people well, etc yeah. yeah go on Mark sorry sorry guys um, I don't mean to interrupt yeah, you're right, John. They don't say how many people watch them on Netflix, but you can you can derive trends from how many pirate downloads there are of shows. Sure, and that that is kind of an inkling as to what what's popular and what's not. But I don't know how that would affect the stock valuations, which I think is really the issue here. Right? It's yeah. that experts came in and were like, "Nah, I don't think it's worth well, that much." Yeah, they, they, exactly. Um, but uh, CEO, what's his face? Can't remember his name. Has Dave said, Netflix. Dave, yeah. I, I think it's John, his brother. John Netflix. John Netflix, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Dave passed. Yeah. Rip Dave, rip Dave. <laughs> and so he, he says uh, that, uh, you know, as as they move forward, going forward, as cable is cut and, you know, people go, oh, fucking, I'm not paying for cable anymore, that they will inherit those guys. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it remains to be seen, of course. Also, he said, uh, international people who can't see the US uh, selections? Fuck mm. you guys. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, allegedly. Uh, just paraphrasing. He said, like, I don't care if you want to. Um... No, now they've changed the rules and you can't do it. Yeah, because they were. He was purpose. fine with people kind of switching yeah. their geolocations. Well, so it, that... it just turns out that he doesn't care whether he can or not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So fair enough. Um, what else? Let me say to you. So, oh, yeah. Jungle Book opened to massive, massive money. Mm-hmm. They did very, very well out of that. They're over two hundred and sixty million dollars uh, globally at the moment. Um, that's globally. Um, but uh, Criminal, which was uh, what's his face, Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. that brought in like five million. But Gal Gadot's in that. No way. Yeah, well, yeah. just because she's going to be able to speak more than one sentence in a row in this movie doesn't mean people are going to go see it. Oh, it means I'm oh, going to go see will. it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's the Gal Gadot movie, not the Kevin Costner yeah. movie now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've been billing that all wrong. Nice. Yeah, that's the marketing fuck up right there. Yeah. Yeah, they should have just yeah. put her in the start, in front of the trailer. Damn right. In like a, in like a business suit. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just going, I'm in this. And then she winks at you. And there'd be fucking lads running to the cinema. <laughs> Let um, me in. She winked right at me. We should we should look at one or both of those movies next week on the podcast. Mm. I, I We're reviewing that's... The Jungle Book in this very podcast, aren't we? Are we? All right. Okay. We better hurry up. So. Um, next um, one other piece of news. Sorry, Steve. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go on. Willem Dafoe has joined the cast of The Justice League. Apparently, as a good oh. guy, really, and they Gasp. and they already have J.K. Simmons Gasp. as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> no, which way. means they went to one of the most successful superhero movies of all time, and especially one of the most successful franchises, Spider Man, and went, "Who's in that?" Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, J.K. Simmons, and people love him. Right, yeah. get him. Who else is in that? I mean, <laughs> Willem Dafoe is in it. Right, get him. No. Now he's in it. And I'm just waiting for him to be like, Tobey Maguire is in it as a random civilian. Like, he's just there, hanging out. And then everyone will be like, do you, do you love us now? <laughs> he's gonna do be you like, love us more than Marvel? He's going to be like, man, man buying sandwich, you know, or something. <laughs> no, third man buying Sean, sandwich. What do, you, what do you think about them not using TV Flash as movie Flash? So... Purely because of the storylines they've been telling with uh, the Flash and Arrow about there being multiple worlds, it's fine. I think that they missed a trick. What they should either do is fully separate them and let there be a TV Superman and a Batman as well, because I think that that would have a huge market and could generally be good shows, Mm -hmm. or they should let the TV ones that people love be in the movie. And what they've done instead is go... Some characters can be on TV if we let you, but we don't want to confuse people. And then they turn around and go, nah, but we're going to have two flashes, though. Sean, can you tell me? Uh, I'm probably not going to go back to the flash, so I, I wouldn't sure. mind a bit of insider information. Did he hook up with his sister yet? <laughs> I like what you did there, Steve. Uh, no. No? No, uh, he's, he's, he's had a series of girlfriends. Um, but he still loves every- his sister in that, that kind of way. Well, he did go to an alternate yeah. world. No, Actually, no. I, I do but he did go to an alternate he, world where yeah. they were married. Oh, right. And then he went, that's... But, <laughs> and everyone was like, that's your sister. And then the other people in that world were like, that's, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we dealt with this. <laughs> like, you've been married for years. Why is it weird to you now? And he's like, yeah. yes. Okay. Yes, of course we have. <laughs> I really love it. Every time they go to okay. Earth 2, which is a genius name. Every time they go to Earth 2, I just, I love it so much. It's just so okay. good. And Cisco is so cool. 
Oh, it appears I need to be watching more of The Flash. Hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Good, incest. In, incest, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I'm hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it'll get butts in seats and then the butts of their siblings on top of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, love is love. Our, our movie, our movie this week is, <laughs> is Hardcore Henry, which is uh, uniquely shot. It's first person. Um uh, so we see it from the perspective of Henry, from uh, his almost his inception. Um, so, yeah. So he wakes up. He doesn't know where he is. He's no memories, and he's met with a series of characters telling him, "You must go here and run here quickly, or things will happen and you will die." And then in every scene he goes into, stuff happens mm-hmm. like that, and it actually becomes a fifty. Three and a half thousand ways to kill someone kind of movie. Mm. Yeah. Which, which it does tell you with the opening sequence being a, a kitschy 80s love song and a bunch of people getting killed. Yes. In ways they will get killed during the film. In yes. slow motion up close. Yes. Mm. Oh, serrated knife. You can just see it going Straight in and then the out neck. of someone's yeah, neck. Yeah. <laughs> it tells you exactly what movie it is from get go. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Unique, I would call this movie. Fully first person. Yes. Everybody, let's get this out of the way because yeah. I feel like everyone's wondering, yeah. can I go see this movie and not get motion sickness or a headache? No. <laughs> I, I would disagree and say yes. It was perfectly fine for me throughout. Who else? I found it a tough watch. I know, it's okay. tough. It's tough. It's not, I didn't get headache or seasick, but I, I did think about 10 minutes into it going, Jesus, yeah. yeah. You could. One could, you know. I could believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I understand. Yeah. But, so my sample size... Oh was just four people. We had one person who had a headache at one point of running, but everybody else was fine. Mm. Okay. In IMAX, it could be a different issue. Mm. Yeah, that could be hard. It could be a messy issue, I'd imagine. Well. <laughs> so, I went for dinner before going to see this. <laughs> and I had, I had some wine. Mm-hmm. And as anyone who knows me can attest, I am a total lightweight when it comes to drinking. Yep. So add to that that the cinema time was approaching. I had taken my time with my dinner. I had quite a bit of wine left. You don't waste it because we're Irish and that's not what we do or so everyone who's been drinking for a long time keeps telling me. So I downed a lot of wine and ran out of the, <laughs> the restaurant, right? So when I got to the theater, I was, I was pretty pretty tipsy, probably maybe two steps past tipsy. And as the film started, the rest of the wine that I'd thrown into me started to hit. So I was trying to, I got one eye open and one eye closed trying to watch this, trying to keep focused on the first person camera moving so fast. And it was just, it was really nausea inducing. I struggled a lot with it. Um, There was times when I felt like there was a chunk at the top of the screen missing. It was so disorienting. Um, But uh, it's a swing and a miss. For me, I think they they went for something a bit different. They said, "Look, all of the kids today are playing first person shooters. They like killing people in various ways. That's why they play games. Maybe they can all just transfer for a weekend and come see our film." Um, I don't know if they caught any of that audience. I'm a first person shooter player. I, I do a lot of it. This way of filming a movie did nothing for me. Um, if it was a porno, I could see the attraction. But for a shooter like this, I just don't see the point. I think it just got in the way. You could have, like, you could have written all of the dialogue in the film in, you know, a couple of pages of text. 
uh, I had real problems with how they were trying to convey character development, uh, as in there wasn't any. Um, and you're talking about taking the protagonist, right, Henry, and you can never see his face. So it's really, really difficult to communicate what he's feeling. Like. So it just had a load of problems. There was lots of nods to first-person gaming in it. I enjoyed that. Um, but like I said at the top of my review, swing and a miss, I don't think it was a, a worthwhile experiment. Feed me the ball. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think this is my... That's what Sean says to most of his dates. Um, I think that this movie is mindlessly entertaining and academically interesting. So Mark's right. There is no main... The main character isn't the character. It is the only movie I've ever watched that does not have a character at its center. And the idea, much like in a game, is that no matter what you look like, no matter what you think, like, and because Henry doesn't speak either, you can put yourself in a situation. That's what they want you to do. And that's just, that's an interesting concept, right? I don't know how well it was achieved, but it was an interesting concept. Um, so I, I was, I was, my, my, I was piqued. My curiosity was piqued by that anyway. Um, and I think that then what it comes down to is, are you along for the ride? And, for me, I was just really interested in two things. One, how many different Charlotte Copley's characters and impressions am I going to get yeah, to see yeah. in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Because I fucking love that character, yeah, he's, yeah, he's and cool. I and I thought that the little like the the little suggestions of this scientifically advanced Russia or world or whatever yeah. were really nice, and they didn't do that bullshit thing where they went, "I'm going to explain why the bad guy is the bad guy." Which was helped by the fact they have a first-person character who knows jack shit fuck all. And the other thing that I was interested in was the action. And in an action movie, that to me is super important. I really liked it. Um, And what what kept me, what made it endearing, was that there was a bunch of sight gags and music gags and editing gags that I thought were genuinely LOL. Like me and other people in the theater were LOLing at times when music stopped or paused or started. Were you texting um, each other? <laughs> I was trying to say that. <laughs> no, I was laughing loudly, outwardly. LLO. Um, I, seriously, I, I thought it was, it was really entertaining and fucking weird, but I would say only see it in the theater and do, do what I did. Make a pact with whoever you're going with that if either of you gets a headache or nausea, you leave that theater screen and go directly into the nearest screen and then watch that movie. Because then that's a little bit of an adventure. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't DVD this movie. I don't think there'd be a point. Ah, okay. Hmm. Mike? Absolutely hated this movie. Did you? Yep. Well, the past yeah, you hate mindless violence. <laughs> yeah. That's right. so well, there's the thing. Um, mindless violence is grand. Um, much in the same way as porn, so long as there's a context. You know, there's a reason, like... <laughs> Context. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a reason, like, when people watch porn, it's like goats, teachers... <laughs> siblings. siblings. Not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs> because that creates a value to what you're seeing. But if you just see people having sex over and over and over again without any kind of... What's the word? Buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enjoyable and it, it's the exact, exact same thing with violence 
Oh, I hate and, these comparisons, and they're very interesting. And here we have, <laughs> basically, I, I don't know, it must be three, four, five hundred people get killed in this. I, I lost count. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Um, and the problem is that you you have this character who isn't a character. He doesn't speak. He doesn't. We don't know who he is. Um, then you have a buddy who isn't really a character either. Is oh bullshit! I call bullshit. Come on, he's a simulacrum. Is that a proper word? Simulacrum, but he isn't. But keep going. Well, he is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. So you have unkillable characters who go around killing other people who don't have any real purpose other than let's get to the next waypoint and then find out what we do from here. Yeah. And it I just kept on thinking of like the first Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. Which was way better than this. You know. Yeah. Um and you know I I'm probably one of the few people that actually played Call of Duty campaigns instead of just going straight online. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that was back in the days when they made games. I actually had a story. It's back before you had uh, internet, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, still, they still have a story, Mike, and there's losers all over the world that do it like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, we spend so much time in, on looking at so many movies and TV shows criticizing them because you know they don't have characters they don't have plots there's no growth or development there's no risk right and then they throw this at us and they expect us to think it's okay ah look it's not an oscar winner dude uh, no <laughs> no no it's I, a no. caper it's a, oh it is a caper <laughs> no i'm with you though i'm with you yeah it is kind of shit yeah <laughs> 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 it is you know it, it it's just uh you know, it, it's it's a farce, really. You know, yeah. yeah. No, I I can't say that I really enjoyed it. Yeah. No. I'm sure actually the video game based on this movie would be quite good. It could yeah. be. Yeah, could there be were there were yeah. some scenes in it that I think would be quite hard to to work through. You know, without multiple deaths. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if they put you back a level, that yeah. really pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, it's quite it's quite basic. Mm. You know, yeah. um, I do, I did like, the, sorry, I did like the first person and I did like, you know, feeling except for when he goes unconscious that it's all one take. Mm-hmm. And I did like the way he went, you know, the the camera went from like, uh, like one really long shot, like, uh, for example, uh, where they're in, they're chasing a convoy and he gets mm-hmm. up on top of a van, he goes down through the van, then he goes yeah. through the next one and then off it and back onto a motorbike mm-hmm. or onto a nif- another motorbike. Yeah. It's all in one one move nearly, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. one one take. And I thought that was brilliant. I mean, the, it was obviously very, very difficult to film. Oh, I'm sure it um, was, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, like, I don't know, what do you, uh, GoPro work, I'd say, in there yeah. as well. And whoever did it, mm-hmm. I mean, fit as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I did read something about uh, an accidental take that got into the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, where he's... Uh, He's running down a escalator. Yeah, and he, uh, <gasps> the, there's a female gets knocked over. 
Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that wasn't in the script. Oh, really? <laughs> that's rem- hilarious. You know, that's so funny because I remember seeing that going, oh, that looked really sore. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, did they really, like, I remember thinking, God, that's a bit, yeah. you know, never mind the guy getting his head blown off. It was a bit yeah. like, God, that was a bit unnecessary, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> so it's that a, actually was yeah, a real it, deal. It's a bit like Gandalf banging his head off the roof in the Oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Hobbit. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. All right, that's yeah, funny. There you go. It doesn't make it a good movie, though. No. No, no, no. Well, look, <laughs> look. It's 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 a uh, you know I see it as an interesting experiment and mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to see it though. It, I mean, yeah. step back a sec. It's not even that interesting. You know, we've ah, had this now. done over and over again. No, I like the avatarness of it. Like like they know. did it in Doom. Yeah. They did it in no, Grimsby. No, they did it for two minutes in Doom. Exactly. Let's be clear. Yeah. And yeah. you know why they did it for two That's minutes enough. in Doom? Because people got bored. <laughs> And that's why they didn't make 90 minutes of it. (laughs) I think a lot of moviegoers would disagree, especially the one who gets to yell at you right now. (laughs) So you you liked it, Sean. Tell us, Sean. Oh, well, I'm just saying I applaud the ingenuity. They actually did try and do something different. And I don't think that this, like, let's say, Hunters, was an example of bad characterization. I think this was them going, we're not going to do that. We're going to try and do a completely different thing. And let's see. Like, let's see if people actually do go along for the ride, if that is something that works in films. And if it isn't, sure. But I think, for me, it worked. Not saying that I immediately identified, right? Mm -hmm. But saying that I knew this was just going to be a ride that I was along for. And I took it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just interested in the how. The how of things are going to happen from moment to moment. Like, how how are they going to deal with this fucking chase? Mm -hmm. How is it going to turn out? And I was, I didn't have, I didn't have any moment where, where I stopped and went, this is dragging, this is boring, come on. That never happened. And for an action movie, I think that's important. I actually, I actually was looking at my watch every three to four minutes, to be honest. Do you not just add them up and then do it every half hour or something like that? I I did pass (laughs) massively. I need to use an abacus to keep track. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think if you're interested in trying it out, you should. I think it's a, an interesting experiment uh, for is, yeah. an audience member as well as just the fact that they made a whole first-person movie. Like, yeah. there are definitely people who are going to love this. And there are definitely people who won't be able to watch it. And there'll be people who think it's boring. Did but you love it, Sean? I, I liked it a lot. I had so much fun. I laughed out loud a bunch. I did a bunch of these. Ooh! Like I did a lot of the yeah, oh, yeah, oh that guy yeah. got killed. He got very killed. Yeah, and in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I so I like so Timur Bekmambetov is one of the producers, and he did Wanted, and he did Night Watch and Day Watch, and those movies yeah, yeah. also have really cool action set pieces. Ah, and I stories. think that this delivered. I think this delivered on action set pieces, and that's what I wanted. Like, I, I think. I think people there will be people who are like Steve saying, you know, it's a fun experiment. It's worth a shot. Like, yeah. I I can't see anyone going. I hope we get like three or four films of it like this a year. I, I just don't see it. Like, I mean, I think that they, it's original because they did it right. I don't think this movie needs a sequel. I I don't know. They would have to do what they did from Crank One to Crank Two to make me go see Hardcore Henry Two. They would have to make it ridiculous. This is or. or, or, or. Like well, there's one, there's one way that I could see this being a thing, and that's if in VR. Oh yeah, because there's yeah. there's VR videos yeah. um, being piloted out there for the various headsets for the Oculus and for um, yeah, Vive and Android. all those. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had a first person um, movie 
you might get a lot more out of watching it in the uh, on the headset. As Mike would point out, it might be a bit like um, IMAX. But apart from that, I, I just I, I don't see the point of it. I think you lose too much. You lose too much in the way of character um, and storytelling for the sake of, you know, slightly more. What would you call it? It's almost like the first time you watch 3D where you think everything's going immersive. to hurt you. It's a bit like that. Yeah, more immersive action. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Well, that's uh, a camp divided, which cannot stand. Give us a mark, Sean. Very happy to see this movie once in the theaters. Uh, had a great time. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Mark. I would mark. <laughs> I, I, said, w- I said Mark. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you, but I didn't say Mark. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Go on ahead. I'm only joking. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. <laughs> I'm no, just no, go on, go. Mike. Go on, okay, just hang on. I'm just going to go. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so I was drunk accidentally. It's a four. Okay. Mike, definitely this time. <laughs> I would much rather watch a donkey have sex with a police officer. Um, this is a that, one- that doesn't mean you didn't like this. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> you love the ones that. Yeah, yeah. This could be at number two, <laughs> but, just above like incest. But this is a one for me. I fucking hated this movie. Uh, mm, wow. Well, uh, I guess we'll just stop trying to please you, Mike, yeah. like everybody else has. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Naked Except donkeys. the donkey. Um, yeah, I'm finding it hard to mark this because uh, technically I, I thought it was interesting and uh, uh, those who were acting weren't bad, but, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a great movie. It's probably average then. I'd probably give it a five. So, yeah. I am giving it a five. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got some previews and come to a bicycle near you. So the first one looked at is the BFG, big friendly giant based mm-hmm. obviously on Roald Dahl's mm-hmm. famous book. What do we think of this? Is this uh, something that uh, people find dear from their childhoods? And so, so I was uh, watching the Jungle Book yesterday, mm-hmm. which we'll be reviewing in the next episode, mm-hmm. and I so I was surrounded by kids as well as adults who brought their kids to see the Jungle Book, as well as just people like me and my lady friend. Mm-hmm. And all of the children and some of the adults and the girl I was with, immediately when the BFG, like when they could tell that that's what this trailer was, went, <gasps> and they all like leaned forward and were like, oh, like what? Either what's this or I know what this is. Yeah. I think it's going to appeal. It almost made me well up and I never gave a shit about this story. Hmm. I don't know. It looks like it's a heartstring tugger, all right. Yeah, I would agree. Great animation acting as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Not part of my childhood. No chance I'm going to make it now. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. You know, I I did read it, but I never had Hmm. that big sort of uh, bond with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it was the same for me. It it doesn't have hooks to me from my childhood, but I think... The way it looks in the trailer, at least, yeah, I think it's it's going to do it now. Yeah, I think yeah. the trailer looks so creepy. In that, if I had a, if I had any inklings of going to watch this, I would not have to see the trailer. 
Hmm. It just looks the animation style and like the giants and uh, it just looks really well, creepy to me. That's that's kind of along the lines of the artist, uh, you know, uh, the the pictures that are in the book. You know, see, I can't remember. Like I read this when I was little because mm. I'm familiar with it, but mm. I I didn't. I just didn't it, okay, yeah. it yeah. looks similar to me. Now I'm I'm referencing all of the Roald Dahl like books and in, in terms of the art style because to me they had a yeah. similar like art style. It I did, think yeah. it's similar. The scraggly ear hair in particular, yeah, is a feature that I remember. Could I ask, um, as parents, right? First movies you bring your kid to, do you think about that a lot? And what was the first movie? And is the BFG the kind of movie you might consider? The first, Predator. <laughs> first movie I went to see in the cinema was The Jungle Book. Huh. And oh, the second movie so cool. I went to see in the cinema was The Jungle Book. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Mine was Benji. Benji, was it? Was yeah. Benji a mm. thing here in Ireland? No. Benji the dog is a homeless dog. <laughs> yeah, I know the homeless dog. Who goes dog, on yeah. the caper. Yeah, that yeah. was Benji. But, but I was asking about what movies you'd bring your children to as the first movie. I have to wait and see what's in the cinema. <laughs> I can't remember what the first one was he went to. For me, it was Toy yeah. Story. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good one, I must, Mike. I must ask him. Yeah, I can't remember now. He's wow. been to loads. So. Although the first Hardcore one Henry. I, the first one I was brought to was a, a double showing of uh, Star Wars A New Hope. And Empire. Empire. No way. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Yeah. wow. My father still talks about it. <clears throat> he says, I thought we were just going to one fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> still good parenting all around, yeah. it seems. I think mine was The Lion King, or at least that's what Mam said when she definitely didn't remember. <laughs> Fox and the Hound for me. Really? All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's cool, actually. Um,. Next one we looked at, uh, which is very dear to my son's heart, since we're talking about this, is Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to love this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looks good. It looks good. It looks true to the game, and it's uh, it's interesting how they've made it into a, into a story for a movie. Hmm. Um, it does look interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not as... Because I've seen teasers before and just yeah. rolled my eyes. Yeah. This is the first trailer I watched where I thought, you know, maybe... Maybe there's a story here. Exactly. It doesn't look as contrived as I thought it was going to be. But uh, yeah, it looks mm. it looks good standalone. Yeah, yeah. They've they've turned what all the individual birds do into character traits yeah. and sight gags, which is clever. Yeah, I think that's a clever thing to do. But I don't know. The message that they're sending seems pretty weird, right? So Jason Sudeikis plays Red, who has anger problems. Already, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's funny. I'm ready to watch this movie, but. The trailer tells us, right, that some pigs show up who at, 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 at first seem to be very nice people. But he goes, I don't trust them. They're different. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone goes, you're such a crank, Red. You're such an asshole. And then it turns out that these new people are terrible. And they steal their eggs. So then everyone goes, we were right. We should never have trusted these people. We should never trust people who are different. And I was like, geez, I... Uh, I don't know if this is the first movie I'll bring my child to. Yeah. I don't know if this is a good message to send. Although it is, it is a, a, a mid-Trump America. Who knows? <sighs> Mid-Trump? We're not pre and we're not post. <laughs> um, what do you reckon? Yeah, not a chance. Yeah, no. <laughs> not a chance. Oh, okay. okay. I think that's what everyone's going to do, you know. If you don't have a kid and if you don't yeah. have a fixation with the game, you're just going to go... Uh. Okay, let's get excited. Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, 
Yeah, well cast. It looks yes. great, doesn't it? it looks well great. Cast. Now, I I don't know anything about Doctor Strange, really. Yeah, me either. Mm. But this looks great. Yeah. Had it not had Marvel on it, I'd be even more excited. <laughs> they got the iconic window in there anyway. Mm, mm, very cool. Really important. Um, I see that he they didn't waste any time putting him into his astral form. Mm-hmm. Um, which are all keynotes of the comic books, really. Um, all we needed is, is it the eye of... Agamotto. Oh, Agamotto. Thank you, Sean. That's it. Bit of background, that was the I... only thing that was missing of the Doctor Strange tropes. Am I right in saying that he was actually trained in Asia by an Asian dude and it wasn't like the way the trailer's shown to be? It was, so all I know is, I presume, I think it was Asia, though I've never read the comic book Origin, right? And it does get fiddled with a bit, but it was the ancient one at the top of a mountain. I thought it was the Himalayas. I thought it was the Himalayas. In the wilderness, like? Well, in a temple at the top of a mountain, yeah. Yeah, but not like in a city. Oh, the Goldie place. I get you. With that, wasn't it Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton, yeah. That's really interesting. When I saw her, I was like, What's going on here? Are you a baddie? Because you're always a baddie. Uh, for for sake of context, could you give us a bit of background on what or who Doctor Strange is and so on? Sure. Because, um, yeah. Doctor Doctor Stephen Strange was uh, an amazing surgeon, one of the most gifted in the land. But because of an accident, the accident that he may or may not have been responsible for, he crashed his car. And he uh, obtained an injury that meant he'd, he'd never be able to be a surgeon again. He wouldn't have the dexterity. Hmm. And he was like, I will be a surgeon again. I will do anything. I will give anything to get that back, which is how he stumbles upon the ancient one. And he basically is looking for one thing in terms of becoming a better or at least a fixed person. But he finds another. Huh. Hmm. What, what, I would, what I would say about this is that it's a great tease I, I love that they don't just go, here's the movie, right? Act one's going to be this, act two's going to be this. Now, if you are a comic book fan, maybe you piece it together. But I like that it's a tease all the way up to the one line of dialogue I can remember Benedict Cumberbatch saying, like, actually, like, it was all voiceover. And then he, he actually spoke in a scene. We watched him say, teach me. Yeah. And that was great trailer work. I thought that was really well done. And another interesting thing that I don't, people who don't read comics, I guess, wouldn't really know about so Marvel relaunches books to coincide with movies coming out, right? So they're doing a, a Civil War II comic book right around the time that Civil War is coming out. They do this as promo and also to let audiences know, if you like the movie, you can go buy these books. Oh. So they relaunched, they relaunched Doctor Strange recently, and it's a really good comic. And they basically made him way more of a badass and they're trying to they're trying to Robert Downey Jr. the character, it seems. Ah. They're trying to basically make him this cocky dude whose life is fucked and who is really doing terrible things all the time because he, he feels like he has to and he's the only one. And I'm wondering how much that's going to be reflected in this movie. Is he gonna be this cocky kind of dude who ends up like being a little bit flirty with these like Kahulu Lovecraftian monsters when he mm-hmm. meets them? Or is it going to be a very straight Benedict Cumberbatch, I am very serious movie? Oh. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I'm looking forward to this. November, I believe. So looking forward mm. to this. Mm. I Me actually too. had no idea what this was called because I just watched the trailer on full screen. So I didn't even know it was Marvel. I didn't know it was Doctor Strange. Uh, it, looks, it just looks amazing. It looks like Marvel does Doctor Who. 
Hmm. I don't know. At this point, I, all I want to see Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch do is an otter movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last one he looked at is Nine Lives, and this is Jennifer Garner, Christopher Walken, Kevin Spacey. And it's about a businessman who gets trapped in the body of a cat. And you it's, must m- it's Mrs. Make Doubtfire, but instead of becoming a housekeeper, he becomes a cat. Yeah, kind of. And it's pandering to all the people that watch cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> no, it's not. It's where the money is. Yes, it is. Not. I spend a great deal of time watching cat videos on the internet. <laughs> and this absolutely turned me off. Hmm. It looks so fucking dumb and cheap yeah. and a paycheck for Kevin Spacey. I hate yeah. this movie. Not a chance I'll watch this. But I will watch a shit ton of more cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a pity. When I first saw it, I thought, yo, this looks... Uh, and then I watched it and I was... Uh, okay, so but the, the formula I think they were going for is cat videos on YouTube, funny. Mm. <laughs> Kevin Spacey voicing over a cat doing funny things in a movie, mm-hmm. even funnier. Christopher Walken. Now, they didn't fool you, Mike. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are people out there that will be fooled. Yeah. Um, Just actually a yeah. quick shout out to a White Coffee Cat on Instagram. He's uh, currently undergoing chemotherapy. And uh, if you could send a dollar. White Coffee else. Cat. White Coffee Cat. Hashtag. So cute. Okay, I'm just going to, I'm sorry, I have to weigh in on cat videos. If your cat can do something really fucking cool, like a backflip, I'm all about it. Send me a GIF, post it on my wall. If the cat can GIF. talk. Sure, don't care. If the cat can pronounce words correctly, I'm all about that shit. That sounds really cool. If it's just a cute animal, what the fuck? I do not care about the value. I could look at pictures of pretty human beings. Or I could go to the zoo. I don't give a shit if you happen to be fluffy. It's your fucking genes. I don't do something. I'm sorry. I hate. So I have a very that, appropriate that, email that we should probably that, jump that's into. That's okay, this Sean. Point. They don't give a fuck about you either, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> or anyone, <laughs> or anyone, like except food. Yeah. Go, Mark. Well, pull Sean out of that rant and move us along. Uh, just going to do one email this week. We've gone a bit long, I think. Love the shows. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work, Sean. WrestleMania. What's with wrestling these days? If your podcast was a work, who'd be the heel? That's Paul from Castle Troy. Oh, um, well, the WrestleMania thing, uh, first just out of the way, um, Shane McMahon, holy shit, uh, jumped from the top of the hell in the cell. And not only... He missed, sur- He missed, well, he had to. The Undertaker would have died. Like, if he'd actually hit the Undertaker, that human being would have been killed. <laughs> Is that um, not the point, though? He's not trying to win the fight. He was. He, oh, um, okay. Uh, he was. I, it was a great match. It was a great match, and what? Shane McMahon is still around. What did uh, he land on? on? What? What did he land on? A table. An announcer's table. Oh, okay, okay. From okay. like 25, 30 feet in the air. Yeah, I heard the other day that there was like 100,000 people were at that. There was 101,700 odd. I mean, like, it's the attendance record. Isn't that unbelievable? 101,000 people. Oh. Yeah. How bored would you get after eight hours of it oh i'd be too drunk to care <laughs> i mean a lot of them are i mean i've been to wrestlemania twice i i i hung out until right before the start of the show um we we're doing a little bit of tailgating which for the non-americans here means bushing um, right. and then we we went in like not every match is great but just being around the crowd and the energy of that yeah. is 
it does something. Like well, that. well, that's that's what I, would attract me to go there. It was just the buzz, um, the experience. Yeah, one hundred one oh one thousand. Can you nuts. imagine eight hours though? Eight hours is long. I mean, you, right, yeah. you can also you don't have to be there for the pre-show if you don't want to be. How many matches is there? So it's a four-hour main show, um, and they usually have uh, matches if they're important uh, or if there's a lot going on in terms of the people there. Will be about twenty to twenty-five minutes. But they also have segments. Like The Rock showed up and talked about some shit for a while. That was fun. You know, like they have people. Stone Cold showed up. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Mick Foley, they did like appearances oh, and got Foley. involved with oh, the okay. younger guys and beat the shit out of them. So like things yeah. like that happen just for like fun to reward the fans. Uh, and you've about fifteen but minutes I before the, each I of bought the pay per view and it's sorry, go on, Mark. I I haven't got through all of it yet, but uh, it's become the first wrestling event my son has ever seen. Oh, yeah, he just sat on my knee watching it. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything or if it's just the shapes moving <laughs> and the noises and the lights and stuff. But he yeah. watched, we watched um, that spot with uh, Stone Cold. Mm. And I, I was busy chatting away to him and said, you see this guy? He used to be in much better shape and they called him Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and he was the champ and he used to do stick work opposite the rock and it was just amazing. Um, and he's still pretty cool, but he's out of shape now. <laughs> they... Did you see the last The match? other guy was never in shape. And now his knees have given out. These days, he writes children's books. And when you're older, I'll get you one. But the last guy, actually, I want to talk about that. Shawn Michaels is brilliant. Still brilliant. Yeah. Facial expression, acting off the stick. There's nobody like him. Like, it's just, it's just, he, he communicates so well with his facial expressions, what they're doing. And it's just, like, obviously, Stone Cold was the leader of that pack, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, you know. I'd have liked to see him get more stick time. Mm. But um, anyway. Um, Just just one. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. It was just a bit of controversy. Um, I I don't know the veracity of these claims, but the last match at WrestleMania, um, the the good guy, which we'll get back to Mark's question a bit, the the face, the good guy uh, won. But because he's not over, which means he's not popular with the fans, they booed him. So they had booze, the opposite reaction to what they wanted. And there's claims that they muted most of them. Oh. There's claims that they went, right, we're just going to bring down the levels on that channel as much as we can. Do you have any, uh, do you have any cameras that are near people who are cheering? Okay, let's try and uh, manipulate this. All right. <laughs> Which is something they've always done on their tape shows. They'll always use their tape shows and just do like a, a laugh track or like a cheer track, basically. But they never used to do that live. So the next day on Raw, there was a guy with a huge sign very close to like the front row just going, don't, don't mute us. We pay for this. Right. <laughs> like I'm here so that I can say, fuck that guy. And I love that guy. Like, so it's pretty interesting. Just uh, you mentioned Shawn Michaels. It reminded me of one of the poorest parenting decisions I ever made. <laughs> I got when, when the young lad was about seven or eight, he was big into the wrestling. Yeah. So I got him a, a multi-DVD pack of DX. Nice. And, uh, you know, me being a little naive, I just thought, it's just wrestling. It's not real. But uh, about three, four months ago, we rewatched it. And I had never really paid attention the first time. But those guys were so offensive. It was unbelievable the kind of shit these guys were coming out with. And I was just thinking, oh, my God. 
the kid was seven years old watching this crap. <laughs> what's DX? DX was uh, Shawn Michaels and what's his name? Big, tall, blondie dude. Hulk Shawn Hogan. Michaels, Triple H, um, X-Pac, yeah. uh, Billy Gunn, were, uh, The Ass Man, and were, Road Dog. They were a team in the... Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. D-Generation X. And, uh, oh boy, those those guys could talk. Oh, really? Dope. Yeah, so if you're out there and you have a seven or eight-year-old kid, probably pass on DX, DX. until they're... Like, you know, maybe eight and a half or so. <laughs> so to answer the other part of Mark's question, um, face being a good guy, heel being a bad guy, uh, and a tweener, I guess, being an in-between uh, category that nobody really cares about. I mean, I'd have to say I'm a hero. I don't know if you all agree. I, I feel like a hero. I, I smile like a hero, and I've got a jawline like a hero. I mean, I'd put myself in that category. I don't know about you guys. And we've marked superhero Leonard as well. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Are we all going to comment on each other, or are we just going to leave that there <laughs> and stay, remain friends? Yeah. <laughs> get ugly. Could yeah. Good quickly. <laughs> right. I think we'll leave it there then. Um, okay. So next week, Jungle Book for sure. And mm-hmm. this is a big surprise. So for Mike, Mark, Steve, Sean, and Shona, stay classy. I smell what you're cooking. <laughs>